It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 226 of Locked On Raptors for Sunday, November 12th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. And on uh, the shows on Twitter as well, Locked On Raptors, you can find links to every single episode. Locked On Raptors, of course, is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which hosts team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, as well as Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd and Locked On NBA with David Locke. And you can find those all on the Locked On NBA iTunes channel. Uh, make sure you're checking out the FanRag network of sports blogs as well uh, with all the NBA and NFL teams uh, attached to the podcast, writers for the hosts for each show, other writers as well, contributing some content to those sites, so make sure you're checking those out. Uh, please leave a rating or review on the iTunes page for Locked on Raptors. It very much helps to move us up the rankings, and I appreciate it very much if you would do that. Uh, it doesn't take any time at all. You've heard this spiel a million times, and some of you have listened, some of you haven't, and that's totally cool too. Whatever works for you. Uh, on today's show, I am joined by a surprise guest, and I apologize in advance. I am woefully unprepared. You can hear it in this interview. Uh, it kind of came together last minute. I just kind of put out a call to have someone on the podcast, and it ended up being Kelly Dwyer, uh, formerly of Yahoo, now of uh, The Second Arrangement, his new subscription site that you should definitely check out. Uh, this kind of came together uh, very in short order, and I was in the middle of recording another podcast as I was emailing or, or DMing Ke- Kelly to come on the show, and it just uh, it all came together very quickly. Uh, so I apologize. I don't really have like a good list of questions prepared for Kelly, and uh, he hadn't seen the Raptors Celtics game just yet. I only caught like the last six minutes of Raptors Celtics as well, as I was out for the afternoon and came home and watched that and whatever. Uh, but the thing about Kelly is that he uh, is very good at lightening the mood and at sort of just making something fun even when uh, my source material and my question, line of questioning wasn't exactly riveting. Uh, and uh, Kelly did a good job of sort of just like lifting the mood. He made me like appreciate the Celtics. He made me appreciate the Rockets even more than I'm used to. He, he saw the Rockets play the, the Pacers tonight in Indiana. Um, and Kelly's just a, a really fun dude and a really good person to have on uh, to lighten the mood after a depressing loss to the, to the Celtics on Sunday afternoon. You can definitely check out um, the a podcast tomorrow. I'm going to be doing, hopefully, uh, with a guest as well. We're going to talk about the game more in detail. Got a little bit into it tonight, uh, and but it was kind of a... A good re- reminder that like it's way too early to be worrying about things, and it's way too early be- to be like curmudgeonly about the NBA. Uh, I'm probably guilty of that. Uh, I came into tonight in this podcast just kind of grumpy, uh, upset with Raptors discourse on Twitter and stuff, and I- I'm just bored by a lot of it because there's lots of takes and angry people out there, but... Uh, Kelly does a good job of putting that all in perspective and uh, re- re- making us realize that it's just basketball, man. It's just freaking basketball. should be fun. should be enjoyable. should be lighter and not so just, like, heavy all the time when we're talking about uh, five dudes throwing a 
orange ball into a, into a hoop. Um, so yeah, I probably was a little grumpy tonight. I got a little couple Twitter back and forth with people just being grumpy, and I apologize for being grumpy. That's stupid. Uh, it's basketball. We should be having fun. Um, and Kelly this is a great reminder of that. We'll get angry again on Monday. We'll talk about the game more in depth and what happened there. But uh, Kelly's nice uh, sort of bit of levity to the whole entire situation, uh, to the entire weekend, and sort of start your week off right because Kelly's the best. Uh, at KD on Hoops, make sure you're checking him out on Twitter. Make sure you subscribe to his uh, his new site, The Second Arrangement. It's at TSA. Substack.com. I'll put the uh, the link into uh, the uh, into the podcast post if you want to go subscribe to his site. Uh, he gave a little rundown of what it's all about as well. But TSA.substack.com. Make sure you check it out. And uh, Kelly's the best man. Uh, he was really great on the podcast and uh, very excited to uh, to share it with you. All right, I'm gonna stop rambling now because I've talked. A lot today. Uh, I did another podcast. Make sure you're checking out the Hoop Talks podcast with myself and Mitch Robson. That one was also fun. So make sure uh, you're giving that one a look tonight as well or Monday, whenever it comes out. And also apologies for the uh, audio quality of this interview. Kelly was in his car. Uh, wasn't much we could do about it. Uh, it's, you know, Ke- Kelly was kind enough to come on. I wasn't going to gripe about the, the quality of the sound. Uh, I think it's listenable. It's totally listenable. It's just a little echoey at times. But uh, and we dropped out a couple times. So there might be a couple awkward pauses where we're not hearing what each other said. But... But it's listenable nonetheless, and I appreciate Kelly for coming on uh, on such short notice. Like, literally, no notice at all. DM me and asked me to, and, uh, and said he would come on. So so thanks again to Kelly. Thanks to Kelly for making me not so grumpy. Uh, Kelly's the best. Enjoy the podcast. We'll talk to you on Monday, and uh, have a good one. Cheers. All right, joining me now on Locked on Raptors for an impromptu Sunday night episode, a guest that I was not expecting to have on, but I'm very happy to have. Uh, it's Kelly Dwyer at KD on Hoops. Uh, his new site, The Second Arrangement, is available for you to subscribe to now. Uh, Kelly, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Uh, a lovely ride home from a Rockets Pacers game all the way back to Lafayette, Indiana. On a slow road, driving comfortably, and uh, yeah, loving life right now. Yeah, um, so you just watched the Rockets blow apart the Pacers. Uh, the Raptors play the Rockets on Tuesday. How scared should Raptors fans be of the James Harden they're about to see? Well, I mean, you know, the fear is that, he, that the wheels are going to fall off, but, <laughs> you know, that's, that hasn't been the case, has it? I mean, the guy, you know, I, I went in looking for, for ways to talk myself out of another year of thinking about James Harden. Well, no, I didn't go in thinking that. I went in going, God bless America, I get to watch James Harden play basketball. <laughs> and the guy was just everywhere. He's just sticky as, as, as they come. And, uh, no, the Toronto, but it's probably going to carry over uh, through, uh, I, I, I can't recall. Is it back in Texas or is it in Toronto? It's I'm in, trying to discern their road trip. It is in Houston, yeah. The Raptors are going yeah. on the road now. So. Yeah, well, I mean, that's always a tricky one, but Harden, he's so goofy, and they're just, I mean, this, they're having fun right now. They're, they're seeing through all their, you know, I'll write about it later tonight, but, but, but you know, they're taking care of business right now. So Toronto, uh, they'll be up against something, but it's yeah, so you mentioned Dwayne Casey, you mentioned uh, the Raptors and their road trip now, and they started it tonight against the Celtics, and you didn't get to see this game because you were covering uh, that aforementioned Rockets-Pacer game, but I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about the philosophy that I think is being uh, sort of questioned now in the aftermath of this game. If you didn't see it, and I, I'll spoil it for you, uh, the Raptors were within one with 13 seconds on the clock, they had the ball, 
after five or so minutes of running very simplistic isolation plays for mostly DeMar DeRozan, uh, they went to the same thing late. He, DeMar had Jalen Brown on him, and he got a you know 18-footer from the nail uh, that, that rimmed out. And the Raptors lost, and people are going nuts because the Raptors haven't changed their offense the way people want them to do it. And late in games against very good defenses, they've had this thing where they kind of revert back to what has killed them in the past in the playoffs and uh, the kind of offense that people don't really like to see. Um, just obviously you haven't seen this game, but I kind of want to get your outsider impression of the Raptors changes this season. Have you noticed it, like a, a very d- discernible change in the way they play offense? Is it something you like? Like what have your impressions of the Raptors offense been this season as they try to reset things from what they've been in the past? Nothing along those lines of, I mean, I have not seen a spot change if that's what we're hoping for. Yeah. But I mean, frankly, I, I, I wouldn't care to right now because the, point right now is, is milking the prime and letting these kids develop in a system that they're comfortable with. And maybe it's not the right system, but these kids have to play and contribute big minutes right now, and they're doing that so far. And if DeMar DeRozan is, I don't know how the shot looks, uh, you know, these corn stalks are getting in the way of the signal sometimes, but if that shot spins in and out, or if he shoots a DeMar DeRozan shot and it doesn't go in in November, I'm not sure what day it is, but I know rent's not due, so it's not December yet. <laughs> I- I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm kind of with you so there, too. if the offense is simplistic, then, you know, fine, but it's also Boston, and they know every angle. So Brad Stevens knows your 14th play, so go with your best one and, you know, put up the one that, that they shake their head going home with. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, that's my thing, too. Like, this happened with the game against the Warriors a couple weeks back. I'm not sure if you caught that one, where, like, they had this great motion offense the entire game. They had, like, 30 assists, and then the last couple possessions, they went straight up with DeRozan, and people thought this was some, like... Oh, that's right. This, the people thought this was some, like, great right. reversion back to, you know, the, the Raptors teams of the past, but, like, I don't really think that's the case. Like, I think you see teams go ISO a lot late in games because that's the safest way to hang on to the ball. And against a team like the Celtics, like every time the Raptors are trying to throw any sort of pass, the try-hard Celtics are jumping in there, like jumping passing lanes and poking balls free. So I'm like, okay, just having the ball in the hands of DeMar DeRozan to try to get a shot off that he's made a million times in the past. Um, I don't know. It's it's a really sort of... Being a Raptors, you know, someone who covers the Raptors and who follows it has become kind of like laborious because this is the same kind of, you know, clockwork that happens after every single game where if things don't go exactly how people want to see it, then people kind of lose their minds and start questioning like, oh, is Dwayne Casey the right guy for this team? Is DeMar DeRozan a good enough player to build around? It's just like, come on, it's mid-November and no one, like the Celtics are, tr- are playing like it's the playoffs and they play insane defense and this was a weird game. Um, I don't know. I have no time for like these like, insane no no you do know you know exactly don't let up on that you know exactly what you're talking about you're spot on yeah it just i have no time for this like insane like you know jumping on like the the sort of entire existential existence of the team in mid-november that's my whole thing it's uh it's very that i can't blame them for 
for because all these games are on Sunday afternoon. So people are either, they either have alcohol in their system from the night before or they're looking forward to putting it in there. They haven't either smoked their first cigarette of the day or they still taste it from the night before. They're jittery, they're anxious. For whatever reason, they'll find a reason to be unhappy with a close Toronto-Boston game on a Sunday afternoon. So, you know, I... You know, how would they have reacted how the shots flashed in? You know, if you're not looking forward to that reaction, then, uh, you know, watch the game and flip it off and, uh, you know, th- th- do something else besides talk to a sports writer ca- calling in from a Subaru on a Sunday night. <laughs> if, if these guys are bugging you, then, you know, it's, it's, it's time to crank off the message boards, kids. But, you know, that's, that's fandom, and at least you're there, and at least no one's thinking about what the Buffalo Bills are doing today. And, yeah, it's Thanksgiving and L. And, uh, you know, we'd like to see a new wrinkle, but we can also think back a week and a half and think back to the rotations and think back to, you know, what we hope to see this time last year during DeMar's huge streak and the growth we'd expect from these guys in their second year and how that stagnated. But they're seeing it this year. So give them an L in Boston against, like you said, a team that's playing, uh, you know, playoff-level basketball in, in October, November for some reason. Yeah, they're uh, – th- what do you think of the Celtics? I – I came away today thinking they were just like uh, a very good defensive team. Their offense is kind of, uh, to lack of, like for lack of a better term, it's kind of ass. I, I just, what's your takeaway on the Celtics from this streak? Like, should they be twelve and two? Is this a mirage? Is this something they're going to keep up? Like, what's your Celtics takeaway so far? Yeah, basketball's right in that middle where you can, uh, you know. You can win out with every game, and, and either talent or professionalism or some holy mixture of both is going to leave you winning. It's not like baseball where you're going to just throw a couple points points up there. Mm. So they can, you know, they can do this. I don't want to compare them to Thibodeau teams, uh, but you know, they could they could basically, you know, win ninety percent of the games they're supposed to win this season, and, and no one should be surprised. And uh, you know, obviously they have enough spark and the percentages are good enough and, uh, you know, no one's had to see Tatum go around the league a second, uh, you know, second or third time. So, no, that, that's, it's not surprising, but I'm also, you know, deliriously happy about what they may turn into in May and June, not because of how they're playing right now, or, you know, not because I think they're going to play this way in May and June. I just think these are, you know, interesting teams to build on. Um, but, you know, again, I, I did just, you, like you stated earlier, just can't get wrapped too much in any of this outside of, man, they really have a, a good, solid batch of confidence, even when things go wrong, even when there's a chance to let a quarter end the wrong way. There's something there, and it's, it's throughout that entire rotation. It's there on Friday nights, it's there on Sunday afternoons, it's there on the TNT games. And, and uh, you know, whether that takes care of business in April and and June, you know, frankly, right now, I don't care because I'm applauding how well and how fun they're making this early season for us. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Yeah, their their defense is uh is something to behold, man. I and they just like do it with everybody too. It's you know I think Jason Tatum came in and like he wasn't supposed to be a good defender, but he's awesome all of a sudden. And Aaron Baines is out there like injuring four Raptors. <laughs> um, it's uh yeah, they're they're I'm begrudgingly becoming respecting of them. I think like Raptors hands have this weird Celtics complex. I think so. I, I think it's like. Yeah, it, it's, like, hard to sort of, like, it's very begrudging when the respect does come around. But, like, watching that tonight, their defense is so suffocating, man. It's uh, it, it's, it's just a lot to handle. And, like, doing it with, like, Terry Rozier, like, Kyrie didn't even play tonight. It was, uh, I don't know. It, it's, you're right. It's a nice little, like, injection of fun into the early part of the season. What else have you enjoyed about the early part of the season, Kelly? What's, like, your favorite early season development so far? to turn my curmudgeonly ass into someone who's feeling much more positive about things. I'm respecting the Celtics. I'm openly like looking at the Pistons and saying maybe I've been talking about them all wrong and my negativity towards the excitement of the Pistons. Uh, you've done wonderful things on this podcast, Kelly. might be all these, uh, these wind turbines and all this uh, uh, you know, green uh, econ here that's blowing in the air in Indiana. We just we really know how to get the, the most out of every soybean and every kernel down here. And, uh, you know, I can, I can only face the leadership at the top of that fish. One other thing I wanted to ask you, you watched the Pacers tonight. How's Corey Joseph doing? He's going to be a coach someday. That's how he's doing. Oh, yeah. He's, uh, you know, he, he, knows, he misses plays on defense and he knows it. And it's all my bad here and my bad that. And, he'll, you know, sometimes he'll, get, he'll run a play wrong and he'll know it. He's just, you know, he's not unlike, uh, uh, you know, no, he's not as great defensively, uh, but uh, he's not unlike David Billen over there. He's, he's doing okay, but he's, you know, he gets angry and impatient sometimes, but, uh, you know, that's our Corey. 
Yeah, yeah, we miss him up here. I mean, DeLon Wright's been fun, and Fred Van Vliet's playing crunch time minutes against the Celtics, but uh, Corey, they're still running. I don't know if you know this, if you've seen it on League Pass at all. They're still running a Corey Joseph commercial in which he's wearing Raptors gear in the commercial, like, as we speak. Well, I mean, the Pacer gear wins out. I mean, I'm not a big fan of much of the fashion that they have. It's down here in this state, but, uh, you know, it, it, the, the Raptors gear is losing. Corey <laughs> Joseph is so, I mean, he, I, he, he's kind of turned into what I thought Isaiah Thomas was going to be in every town. He's just going to have, he's going to be the Carmelo Anthony of the NBA. He's just going to be a jumbo shot hit everywhere he goes. Or no, no, not Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Martinez, my, my bad, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking of a utility outfielder from the early 90s. <laughs> it's, it's a Sunday night, you want to excuse me. No, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I'm, I too am. Carmelo Anthony the NBA. I was gonna say that that's a, a little off, uh, off of Corey's He's brand. This guy. Yeah, no. Um, Kelly, man, I want to thank you for jumping on. This was a lot of fun. Uh, again, you've you've ch- turned my mood around with your uh, upbeat positivity, and it's a uh, it's a good thing. Tell people about the second arrangement, please. So why not fill your mornings with some positivity and some entertainment where you don't have to click through ads, you don't have to like actually settle down and think about the plays that are being run. You just get a quick recap of what happened last night in the NBA from someone who's going through all those games, yeah, you know, a fair amount, overnight a couple a time and a half. And, uh, you know, it's not going to burden you and it's not going to make you, it's going to drag you away from Twitter going to drag you away from, uh, you know, possibly the politics of the, uh, the continental, uh, however many states will have left by the time I get home from this drive, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's a fun time out. We have Behind the Box Car, which is a column, goes up most days. We also have interviews with comedians, musicians, and uh, as the site grows, we're also going to get uh, sleeker and faster and earlier in the morning, so it's something you can read on your phone right quick while you're waiting for your loved one to get out of the bathroom ahead of you. It's uh, something for the train. It's something to lighten the mood because, uh, uh, you know, down here we've kind of soured the mood a bit, and I'm, I'm trying to change that for uh, for those of us in the Eastern time zone and beyond. So uh, tsa.substack.com, and uh, you said my Twitter handle correctly, and I appreciate that, and also uh, for having me on from out here in the sticks. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on, man. I'll link to the uh, to the site in the podcast post. Make sure everyone subscribe. Uh, support the stuff that you value. And if you don't value what Kelly does, then I don't know what the hell you're doing. Uh, Kelly, thanks for coming on, man. And hopefully we can do it again. No problem. I agree with that. Thanks for talking to me. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. 
you made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 